okay, I know exactly where I'm going to start this sermon. And frankly, I think I've got a great ending. But building the body of the message, man, I've got to get the good content to make this message the best it can possibly be. I mean, where in the world am I going to start with that? Well, in today's episode of the Church Tips Podcast, we're going to talk about exactly that. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. Hey, I want to welcome you today. In this episode, we're going to be continuing our discussion of sermon preparation and preaching and the communication of God's Word, and hopefully helping give you some thoughts and ideas to how you can be more effective in your prep and your communication of the word as you deliver messages. It uh, doesn't matter whether you're a youth pastor, senior pastor, children's pastor, whatever it might be for you, yep. uh, we can always be working to grow in our communication. We should strive to do that. I know you're a big fan of, of that. Absolutely. And uh, so well, then the last time we talked a little bit about some of the intro that I used in the most recent sermon I preached at a church in Kansas. And uh, we're going to kind of use that as a little bit of a case study as we keep talking through today. Yeah. Well, that's great. So I really do encourage you to go back and take a look at episode uh, 77. And uh, and then uh, the next one we do, uh, that was the in, talking about the intro, talk, where he talked about his intro. And then the, the next one following this one, we'll talk about the conclusion. But this one today, we want to talk to Jonathan about the the components of putting together the body of his message. So this is the heart and soul of what you're talking about Sunday in and Sunday out. So uh, we're we're going to jump right in. Of course, you got this uh, recent example where uh, you preached over in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how did you get your text? How did that come together for you? Well, uh, I first prayed, and uh, that's, th- a, good that's a good start. Thing to do, <laughs> yeah, just to make sure I had a thought in my mind. No. but. Before I before I executed and started preparing for that particular message, I wanted to pray, and uh, and and it resonated with what I was thinking, and so that may have been the Lord, or it may have just been you know ha- you know circumstances. Yeah. Um. But it was a text that I'm actually writing a book about. And, oh. Okay. Uh, and so you know that uh, we're in the process yes, of writing a book. I do know and, that. And uh, and so um, we're excited to tell our listeners more about that here, hopefully in the months to come. We hope but, so. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So working on this first book and. Uh, I was, you know, writing about this kind of as the main gist of the book, and it just was resonating with what I felt like I was supposed to yeah, share. Yeah. And I think with the time of life right now, kind of coming on the heels of uh, the whole COVID nineteen and a lot of the just the kind of the craziness of twenty twenty. Yeah. And it, it just was like a message. I felt like this is, I think this is the right message. Yeah. And so that's really bottom line. What happened for me and just prayed and, you know, circumstances with what I personally was doing, it resonated. Now that's because I was a guest speaker. And so, you know, that may not apply to you if you're speaking regularly at your church. Right. And, and so I think when that point or for those people that would be in the, that boat, you know, we have to think through. Uh, you know, obviously praying is always the right thing to do, but is it sermon de- sermon development in terms of like sermon series? Are you going through a book of Bi- book of the Bible? Right. I mean, those things are all I think different ways people can, you know, put content together. We just have to go to the Lord and say what is what is the right yeah. thing. Yeah. So, well, you know, you mentioned then uh, that uh, you you had something in your heart that you felt would be right. You prayed, yeah. So uh, where where does the where does the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, come into play? You know, with our thoughts, our circumstances, what we think, and yet what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Where where does that come into play in the development of the body of the sermon? Well, 
the spiritual and the physical are not completely separate from mm-hmm. one another. Right. I mean, they, oh, they're not good. compartmentalized. Right. They're they're integrated together. And yeah. everything in our life, it's that that's how it works. Yeah. And so um, the way I view the walk of faith, just in general, is is you take a step, God directs. You take a step, God directs. Take another step, God directs. And so you know you 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 have to act. Yeah. And if you don't act, then you know then it's like, well, how is God going to direct you and lead yeah. you? And so for me. That's basically how I viewed even the sermon planning. It's yeah. like, well, okay, I feel like this is right. I've prayed about it. I, I don't have the Lord saying, no, don't do this. If right. you have the Lord saying that, well, then obviously you go a different direction and you start all over. Right. But once you feel good about that, then it's like, okay, well, let me take a step. And so what would be the points? I originally started with mine having two points. And as I was going through it, I thought, you know, I think there's the third point here. And so then I added the third point, started massaging it, and yeah. I, I manuscripted it. Um, I just tend to do better when I actually manuscript it out and uh, not all people do that, but yeah. that, that for me helped because then I could start thinking through all the pieces of content within okay. that. And, and so that's kind of how that worked for me was, you know, I was taking a step and I was looking at it. I was like, eh, I think I need to add. And so I think the bottom line is to answer your question is, it's this, that merging of this physical, the natural with the spiritual and we have to maintain that sensitivity to the Lord, which happens through our time in, in prayer. So every day, uh, leading up to my time of speaking, I was really praying over that. And God, is there anything I'm missing? What yeah. do you want me to say? I pray, you know, I was praying that God would just breathe on me as I would type the words on the computer. And, and so it just all kind of works together. Well, and what I hear from you too is you, you, you didn't go into the preparation of this message and then and say, okay, now I'm now I'm going to live with spirit and and uh, physical together. Your life is that yeah. you you live that way, and therefore, when you're go, as a preacher going into the mechanics of preaching, yeah. creating this body of the message, yeah. it is part of you. Yeah. Okay, so you you mentioned you manuscript this. Yeah. So um, how do you know how much is too much or how much not enough? Well, when you manuscript, it's a lot easier because, uh, you know, we live in a world where there's a time clock uh, in the Western world, yeah, at least. Yeah. And, and so uh, attention spans are only so long. And, you know, of course, I was a guest speaker. And whether you're a guest speaker or whether you are preaching regularly, you you have a clock. Yeah. And, you know, there is a certain amount of time I have to speak. And so, obviously, if you're manuscripting, it's pretty easy because then, you know, you could even practice. And, in fact, I have a, a pastor, uh, a friend of mine who every Saturday he actually goes up to the church and practices his entire message really? before the Sunday. Okay. And I was like, that's actually smart. Yeah. You know? And he, he's a lead pastor at a church, and it's a way for him to get a rep in. Yeah. And uh, it also gives him a chance to just see how it comes out and if there's anything that just as he's as he's actually de- communicating it, if it's maybe Same. like, oh, mm, I, that's, that's probably not going to resonate right. right. That's, you know, so I think I was like, oh, that's really good. And he's been preaching for a long time. Yeah. This is not like this some guy who's just brand Rookie. new to preaching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's uh, just, you know, a little bonus tip here that's a helpful thing. Um, because then, you know, you're getting that repetition in ahead of time before you actually are communicating it live. Yeah. And um, so... So that could be a way to yeah. answer, determine, well, how long was it? If, if you don't manuscript, if you just work off bullet points. Um, so Yeah. I remember one time, too, I was in a service, a, 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 a special kind of service. It wasn't a regular Sunday church service, huh. where things had happened in the front end of the, of the service itself that caused me to have to call an audible within myself. 
to shorten up. To shorten it up. Yeah. And that is really tough. Yeah. That is really tough for preachers who have really poured themselves into the meat of the message, but you've got to be sensitive to that. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you talked in the last uh, episode of the intro and the next uh, one where we've told folks we're going to talk about the outro, the conclusion. Mm-hmm. H- how do you come out of your intro into the body and then out of the body into the uh, conclusion. I, we probably could do a whole episode on that. But what are yeah. kind of some things that pastors could be thinking about coming in and going out of the body? Well, I didn't talk about this in the previous episode 77, but one of the things I think is important when it comes to the intro is that it ties directly to what you're about to communicate. And I think there's times where I've seen where you know, you kind of have some off-the-wall jokes that really don't have anything to do with the message. You're trying to get people laughing. Right. You're trying to get them lighthearted. And and I get why. Yeah. But I think a more effective approach is if you can come up with an illustration, a joke, a video, or whatever, that's going to be a direct correlation and move easily move. Right into then. the body. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll use in my example that I did. You know, I talked about the bow and arrow, and we had yeah. the funny video we talked about in the previous episode. And um, so... Uh, you know, I just said, hey, you know, did you know there's actually another use of a bow and arrow? So I was playing off the idea that obviously we know the practical use of the bow and arrow is, the, you know, you shoot the arrow. Yeah. Well, then there was the guy, the funny guy throwing an arrow. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, there's actually another use. Yeah. And so people are like, you know, well, they're what's, like what? what's the what? next one? Well, and then that's when I segue. It's actually in the Bible. Yeah. And we talked about Second Kings 13. Yeah. And so the idea there is you want to, you want to, you want to make it a very natural flow. Yeah. I'm not a. I personally am just not the fan of. Hey, well, let me give you something. Tell you something funny. Get you. Get you laughing. Okay. Well, anyway. So let's get down to business. Yeah. And it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, irrelevant. Like let's let's just make it as natural as possible. Which means it might not be something super funny on the front end. But if it's going to be more meeting where them that where they are and tie better, I think that's more effective. Well, that's that's good on uh, coming in. Then when when you're getting ready to go out, are there any things that you should be thinking about as you're yeah. winding the body down into the conclusion? Well, the one thing that comes to mind as you say that is uh, is summarize. Hmm. So before you even kind of try to wrap up whatever conclusion you're going to give, I I'm a big fan of summary. And I think the effective amount of points is three to five points, ma- max five points, okay. because you get too many points and people can't remember. They can't remember, yeah. Um, and so I think that's something that's important. And and then to to go back and repeat it, because more times than not, and I've, I've listened to you know hundreds of sermons, right. more times than not, I find that pastors don't always go back and summarize and repeat as they get ready for the you know the call to action yeah. Yeah. and the conclusion. And... So it's like you're you're on point three. Well, I don't even remember point one already. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to keep repeating over and over. Point yeah. one, point two, point three, point four, whatever. However that's many good. you have, that's good. So that's kind of how I kind of approach it. Well, uh, give our viewers and listeners kind of a wrap up, Jonathan. Uh, the, in, in terms of the body of the message, what would you want them to take away out of this uh, episode today? Well, the body obviously is the meat. Yeah. That's where we're digging into the scripture, and it's so important. And I think the important thing to know is. You have to do all that you can to communicate the truth of God's word and then ultimately have to rest that God is going to use what you say and the Bible and the scriptures itself to speak to the hearts of people. Because we can do all we can, but ultimately we have to give it to God and say, okay, this is all I've got. Here's what I can say. And we do it to the best of our ability. Right. We don't. We don't do it. You know, just We're not doing sloppy. Not sloppy. Right. We're not winging it. Right. You know, you put time into it. Right. 
Um, I know uh, a very, very, very well-known pastor and author who uh, the other day I heard him on a podcast say that he still puts in, you know, about 30 hours of prep Wow! for the messages he's communicating. Yeah. He manuscripts them. He really, you know, just combs over those things. And I mean, I was shocked actually when yeah. I heard it. I was like, I, I how in the world can you do that? Well, yeah, yeah. I can't believe. And, and, you know, he's putting in the time yeah. and he's an effective communicator. And in the world's eyes, he would be considered a very successful yeah. pastor, an author. And, um, and so I, I think it's very important to put that prep time in for the yeah. body of what you're going to be communicating. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, again, uh, friends, uh, be sure to take a look at episode 77 where Jonathan talked about the uh, the intro, had some fun with that, and good content. Uh, and then uh, keep your eye peeled for the next episode where we're going to talk here in the Church Tips podcast. We're going to talk about conclusions. How do you actually bring this thing home yeah. for the response that you're looking for? Yep. So, well, uh, Jonathan, we got some new stuff coming down the pike. Well, one thing we want to mention is the newest course that we've released inside Church University. Yeah. Church University is our online education for pastors. Right. And this is a way for us to continue to help you elevate your um, different aspects of ministry leadership that you do. And one of the areas is in the preaching. And so we have a new preaching track. It's an online course, 42 videos or so. Um, it's basically, uh, it's basically online education. So, I mean, it would be kind of like college level, seminary level, a preaching course for you that you could, um, jump in, get access to right now. It's available at two thirds off. And so this is a steal of a deal during our launch week here as we just are releasing this new course this week. And so you'll want to dive in if you can. We cover all kinds of aspects of preaching. And one of the benefits of this particular course is that not only can you personally use it, but you can use it to develop other communicators in the church. So whether that's a youth pastor, a children's pastor, maybe someone else that you want to have fill in once in a while, whether sometimes board members will preach or you have other people, well, you can, you know, hopefully get a couple of people to come alongside you and go through the content. They can have their own access to the content yep. and you can be not only investing in you to help your preaching go to the next level, but you can also do that with others there in the yeah. church. Yeah, so. that is so good. That yep. is so good. Well, we're excited about it. Just go to churchuniversity.com uh, and scroll down. The very first uh, icon there is the preaching track and uh, we'd love to have you take a look at it. Anything else, Jonathan? That's it. I think we're good to go. All Thanks right. so much for hanging out with us today. Make it a great one and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.